Greetings everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is dead in relationships. How do you know when you are in a dead in relationship? Dead in meaning that it's not going anywhere. You're not getting what you want out of relationship and it's never going to happen. Now, sometimes we want to believe what we want to believe because we want what we want. So because of that, sometimes we misinterpret things or we become delusional. We believe things that are not there. We see things in people that don't exist, right? So we're not going to go by how we feel in order for us to assess our relationship. We're not going to go by love. Because people can say they love you all the time. And you may feel love for someone. And because of this feeling of love or this assumption of love from your partner, sometimes people get stuck in dead-end relationships. So today we're going to talk about the signs to look for to see if you are in a dead-end relationship. Because you're not going to go based on your feelings. We're not going to be dealing with feelings today. We're going to be dealing with facts. We're going to be dealing with reality. We're going to be dealing with behaviors. If you see your partner doing these type of behaviors, then you know that there is a possibility, put put it this way, a great possibility that you are in a dead-end relationship, that the relationship is currently in trouble or the relationship is just completely dead. Now, can you revamp it? Can you bring that relationship to life? Well, if something is dead, you can't bring it back. It's completely gone. And you may have to accept the fact that it's time for you to walk out of that door. You may have to let that individual go because they are not for you, right? They're not the person that's going to allow you to experience true love healthy love, love that is mutually expressed, okay? Because some people are in love all by themselves. They're not in love with a partner. They're in love with themselves because the partner is not giving anything. The partner is not contributing anything. But because they're so desperate for love, because they want to be loved so bad, they're willing to put up with these behaviors, hoping and wishing and praying that that individual will become the person that they want them to be, all right? These relationships are relationships of convenience. They're not based on love, okay? They're not based on love at all. Now, let's go ahead on and get into it because we do have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about these behaviors. That's an indication that you are in a dead-end relationship, Now, we do understand sometimes people get real lonely. It's not fun being alone. Sometimes when you're alone, people feel so unhappy. They want someone to share their lives. They want someone to laugh with, talk to. They want a companion. They want a friend. They want someone who cares. They want someone to make love to. They want someone to go out. They want someone just to be part of their world. And that's understandable. That is the beauty of life. One of the beauties of life is to have a companion, someone that is a lover, a best friend, someone that's a soulmate, someone that's a husband or wife, a girlfriend or boyfriend. I mean, that is definitely a joyous occasion to have someone to be with you, to be able to share your life. Unfortunately, some people take advantage of other people's need for companionship and companionship is a universal need okay doesn't matter your background doesn't matter your ethnicity your race your class your education level your status it doesn't matter your intelligence it doesn't matter all human beings at some point in their lives want to have a companion now at some point in their lives they may choose not to But the majority of human beings want a companion, someone they can call their own in terms of someone they can say that's their partner. Now, let's look at the behaviors 
that we need to be able to identify to make sure that you're not in a dead-end relationship. Now, a relationship is whatever two people agree it to be. If you're getting your needs met, if you're getting what you want, your partner is providing what you want and what you need, then that's perfectly fine. Okay, it is a mutual agreement. There's no right and no wrong. But if you're not getting what you want out of a relationship, your partner's getting everything they want or most of the things that they want, you're not getting it, then you need to reconsider if that person is for you. All right, you're going to find out if you are in a dead-end relationship. Let's go ahead on and start. Now, commitment. If a person in a relationship with you, you want them to commit, but they don't want to commit. Now, if you don't mind them not committing, then you don't have a problem. It's perfectly fine. But if you want them to commit and they're not willing to commit, then there's a possibility you could be in a dead-end relationship because every relationship has to be based on some type of commitment. Some type of commitment. Two people have to be able to agree on what it is that they have together. And they have to be willing to invest their effort, their energy or resources in that relationship, okay? We have to put something in to get something out. So that's what commitment is all about, is being willing to invest in that relationship. Being willing to dedicate yourself to the relationship, being mindfully present and connected in the moment to having an experience with your partner. That's what a commitment is. Being willing to be obligated to partner's well-being and developing the relationship. Being willing to make an agreement to be with this person on certain terms and condition. All right, what are some of the terms and condition? Being monogamous and faithful, being supportive, respectful, loving, generous, All right, you all have to be the one to determine what are the agreement terms. That person has to make a commitment to doing some of those things. Being willing to cooperate with partner to work together in order to accomplish specific goals. When people pair up, they become a couple, they become partners, they work together. They cooperate with each other to accomplish certain goals. That's what they do. And if you can't make a commitment in a relationship to work together, to invest, to dedicate, to be obligated to that person on certain levels, then it's a dead-end relationship, okay? You're not willing to adhere to certain guidelines and rules. You don't want any restrictions or limitations on your part, but require the other person to do so, that's a problem. Okay, some people, they don't want no order or structure in their relationship. They want to be free to do whatever they want without any consequences. If your partner is one of those people, then you're basically in a dead-end relationship because you're willing to make a commitment, you're willing to do what it takes, and they're not willing. And if they're not willing to do what it takes, then it's a problem. Basically, making a commitment is making a promise to do something especially being devoted to someone in a relationship and willing to work towards achieving a goal. Making a commitment is not just saying it, but keeping it through continuous action. Okay? That's what commitment is. They're committed. You know, that's the process and the outcome. You're committed to the process and the outcome. You're not just committed to the outcome. You just want to get what you want at the end but you're not willing to go through something. That's a problem. Some people make a commitment, but have no idea what they're getting into. They don't have the maturity, the knowledge, the skills, the life experience or support to make it happen. So eventually they self-sabotage, abandon their commitment or fail at sustaining it. Now this is not intentional, but a consequence of not being prepared to commit. But when a person deliberately refuses to make a commitment because they don't love their partner, because they're selfish, because it's all about them, that's a problem, okay? That is called being a user, 
Okay, this is an entire different story. When someone wants to make a commitment, but they don't know how to, it's different from when a person just totally refuses to make a commitment. Or when a person say they're going to make a commitment, but they don't do anything to actually follow up with that commitment. All right. So that's one of the main things that we're going to start off talking about is the commitment issue. If your partner don't want to make a commitment, it's a problem. I mean, you can start with small commitment. Let's start with a commitment just to identify what type of relationship you're having. Some people don't want to have that discussion. Just simple. What type of relationship are, are we having here? Are we together? Boyfriend and girlfriend? Are we dating? Are we serious? Are we going to be monogamous? Are we going to see other people? Are we going to share in the responsibilities in the relationship? What are we doing? Some people don't even want to have a discussion on making a commitment. They don't even want to talk about it. They always start an argument. They want to fuss and fight. They want to blame. They want to curse. They want to get violent. They want to be aggressive. They want to storm out. They don't ever want to talk about making a commitment. So if you are in a relationship where your partner never wants to make a commitment or say they make a commitment but never follow up, never uphold their promises, never keep their promises, then obviously you may be in a dead-end relationship. Sorry to say you're in a dead-end relationship. It's not necessarily sorry because it could be a good thing. You know that you have to end the relationship because once you end the relationship, now you'll be free to go on to another relationship that could be more healthier, that can be better for you. All right? So if anyone don't want to make a commitment, ladies and gentlemen, it may be time for you to go. If you want to have a commitment, you should be able to get a commitment in a healthy relationship. Now, it depends on what type of commitment because if you just meet a person, of course they're not going to make a commitment to marry you. You just met them. You know, I mean, if you've been together for three months, they're not going to make a commitment to buy you a house. I mean, you just met them. I mean, you know, the commitment is relevant to the time you've been together, the understanding that you all have and what you all want. Okay. Your commitment, you know, you can want a commitment that's realistic or you can want a commitment that's not realistic. So we want to stick with the realistic commitment. You want someone to make a commitment that's realistic, something that's doable, something that is practical, something they could actually do. Now, if you've been with somebody for five years, you've been dating them and you want them to make commitments such as marriage and they refuse to do that, they don't want to do that, then you may be in a dead end relationship. You may be dead in a relationship because that person won't allow the relationship to grow to that point. They don't want that. If they don't want that, you have to reconsider. Do you want to stay with them? Or you want to let it go and move on to someone that may want to be, want to be married to you. All right? So you can't force someone to make a commitment. There's something that's impossible to do. You cannot force a person to make a commitment. Now, they can go through the motions, but if their heart is not in it, you know, they're not genuine, then it eventually it's going to start to show. That person is going to be angry, frustrated, upset. That person is not going to be a very pleasant person. They're going to be unhappy. So if a person is not willing to make a commitment or they're not ready to make a commitment, you may need to reevaluate the relationship because it may be a dead-end relationship. Now, the next one, Responsibility. Is that person willing to take responsibility for themselves and take responsibility for the relationship? If they're not willing to take personal responsibility in the relationship for their mindset, their attitude, behavior, and feelings, then how are they going to take responsibility for you? They can't. They can't take responsibility for the relationship if they're not willing to take responsibility for themselves. They have to start taking responsibility for themselves because if not, you're going to be carrying them. They're going to become a liability instead of an asset. Okay? They're going to become someone that is dependent on you. And you're going to be in this relationship all by yourself trying to carry it if a person is not willing to take responsibility. Okay? 
they're not holding themselves accountable for their action. If they're never at fault, they're always putting, you know, um, the misplaced blame on their partner for their mistakes, their faults, and their failures. Okay, they always victimize partner. Okay, they learn to make excuses for their behaviors. That's a problem. That's the problem. So if a person is not willing to take personal responsibility, it's a problem. That could be a sign that you are in a dead-end relationship. Dead-end relationship. So we really have to think about that because do you really want to be with a person that you have to carry all the time? Not physically, of course. Emotionally carry, mentally carry. You have to be the one to always make sure that everything is taken care of. You have to be the one to initiate everything. You have to pay all the bills. You have to do all the work. You have to take care of the kids. You got to do everything by yourself. The person is not willing to help. You got to plan all the dates. You got to spend all your money. You got to find all the resources. The person is not responsible. Maybe because they're much immature or maybe because they're lazy, they're selfish, or maybe they're under the influence of drugs and alcohol. They have some type of addiction. They have some type of mental health problem. All right, maybe they just come from a background where they weren't prepared to be an adult. So their level of unpreparedness, you know, they don't have the maturity level in life. They don't have the life experience for them to contribute to anything. And they're not willing to learn. But a person may come from a background they really don't know much, but at least they are willing to learn. You know, they have access to knowledge and information on the Internet. You can Google it. You can go ahead on a YouTube and find out how to do things. You don't know how to cook, you can learn how to cook. You don't know how to clean, you can learn how to clean. You know, I mean, you don't know how to fix this and fix that. You can hire somebody to do it for you or go take a class. All right, so there's no excuses for people not to take personal responsibility for themselves and for the relationship and also for the other person. You could be take responsibility for another person. You could take the responsibility to help them. Take the responsibility to make sure that they have certain things in the relationship that they need. All right? There's nothing wrong with taking responsibility for somebody else. But the person is not dependent on you. Okay? The person is looking forward to receiving help from you, assistance, but not become totally dependent on you. So we have an interdependency between partners. They both are taking responsibility for each other, helping each other grow and be healthy. But if you are involved in a relationship and your partner doesn't want to take any responsibility at all, they want to be totally dependent on you, then it's a problem. Okay? There's something called being overly responsible. You're being overly responsible if you're doing the following things. Okay? You're you're, you're feeling your partner's emotions and taking them personally. If you feel like you always got to protect your partner's emotions and you feel them like you're impact, you're constantly feeling their emotions and you being persuaded by their emotions and you take their emotions personally, that's a little bit too much. You're being overly responsible in the relationship and that's not good because you're going to be overburdened, overwhelmed and stressed out. Okay? You're speaking for your partner. Somebody asks them a question, you're answering because you're scared that they may say the wrong thing or they may not know what to say. So you're going to cover up for them. You're being overly responsible in that relationship. You're bailing them out. Every time they get into trouble, every time they make a mistake, every time they do something wrong, you come rescuing them. You give them money. You buy them clothes. You buy them food. You give them a place to stay. You help them get a job. You help them get their important paperwork. You're always doing for them. That is a problem. There's nothing wrong with helping your partner. There's nothing wrong with providing them assistance. But when they are totally dependent on you, you're being overly responsible in the relationship. You're protecting them from their actions or consequences. Okay? If they need to be fired because they refuse to go to work, you can't go call the boss and make excuses for them. Let them get fired. Let them deal with the consequences of it. Okay, if they're constantly drinking all day and they did not turn in their, their assignment because they're in school, you can't go and finish their assignment for them. Okay, you can't protect them from their actions or consequences. Taking blame for their feelings or action. You can't do that. You're always taking blame. It's always your fault when they do something wrong. 
making excuses for them. If you're always making excuses for your partner, you're being overly responsible. Okay, you're being overly responsible for them. Now let's talk about what happens when you're you're being under-responsible for yourself. Taking under-responsibility for yourself. Not speaking up for yourself. You're in a relationship and you're not speaking up. You're letting your partner do whatever they want. You're a doormat. They do whatever they want when they want. Okay, you're not speaking up about what you want sexually. What you want emotionally. What you want mentally. The help that you need financially. You want to go out. You want to spend more time. You're not opening up. You're not talking. You're not communicating with them because you're afraid. You're afraid of losing them. You're afraid of making them upset. Now, you're being under-responsible for yourself. You're being overly responsible for your partner while you're being under-responsible for yourself. Not asking for what you want or need. You can't say no. Your partner asks you for money. You can't say no. You know they have a gambling addiction or a drug uh, problem. But you don't say no. You know they're taking the money and they're wasting it sometimes on other women, ladies. But, you know, you still give them money. The same thing. Guys can do the same thing. Okay, you know these women are going shopping, buying clothes that they don't need. But yet you can't tell them no, they can't use the credit card. Okay? Now, don't want to be a burden to others or bother them. Okay? He, that person can ask you for anything. But you are afraid to ask them for anything because you don't want to be a burden to them or you don't want to bother them. You're being under-responsible for yourself. Letting others control you or make decisions for you. If you're letting your partner make all the decisions for you and control you, you're being under-responsible for yourself. Not taking yourself seriously. That's what you're doing. You're being passive and submissive. That's not good. All right, whether you're a woman, you're a man. You're not supposed to be passive and submissive in a relationship. And if you're doing that, you're most likely in a dead-end relationship. You're in a dead-end relationship. All right? Now, people who don't want anything serious when their partner wants something more. All right? They are kept in a situationship. Their uncommitted partners don't want to label or define a relationship intentionally to keep them in confusion. They want to make assumptions, guessing, or playing games. There's no clarity or expectations. The relationship is based on unspoken or unknown rules. On a short-term basis, this may not create a problem for our partners if both of them don't mind. But on a long-term condition, it has the potential to cause a lot of stress and distress. You know, people don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to make a commitment. They want to do whatever it is that they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. That's a problem. Okay? And if a person don't want to actually make plans, you know, to take the relationship somewhere, then most likely it's a dead-end relationship. Because you could play house or you could, you know, do what you want for a while. You know, anything goes. But after a while, you're going to want some structure and order in the relationship. You're going to want to know what you're doing together. And these people who are in a dead-end relationship, the people who are using people in a relationship, they're really not going to give you any clarity because they want to play that game as long as they can play it. If they can play it for five months, if they can do it for a year, if they can do it for 10 years, they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. So if you find yourself in a relationship where you are confused, you don't know what you have, you know, you don't know if this person is a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or you're dating. You don't know what's happening. If you're confused about the status of your relationship after you've been together and you cannot open your mouth to ask for clarity, then something is wrong. Okay. Most likely it could be a dead-end relationship. All right. Let's move on to the time factor. Okay. If your partner is not willing to invest time in the relationship to engage in different activities, they're not willing to spend quality time with you together to build a relationship on all levels. They're not available to engage in what is important to the relationship. Then you may be in a dead end relationship because anything in life that's worth doing, you have to invest time. There's no way around it. Anything that you want out of life, you have to be willing to put the time in. Time is effort. Time is energy. Okay? If you want intimate moments, recreational events, religious and spiritual experiences, connecting with family and friends, 
okay? You want romantic dates? You want educational pursuits, financial obligation? You want to exercise or just enjoy each other's company? You need the time. Time to get to know each other on a very personal, intimate level. You have to be willing to invest the time. And people who are in a dead-end relationship, they don't get the time. Okay, there's no consistency in the time. Maybe they'll give you a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Maybe they'll come to have sex and then leave. And you won't see them again for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. That makes you a booty call. You're not in a relationship. You're in a sex ship. If you have sex with your partner and they disappear until the next time they want to have sex, it's a sex ship. It's not a relationship. It's not a partnership. So it's very important that you define what type of relationship that you're having before you ask for the time. Because if you are in a sex ship, you know, the only time that's going to be allocated to you is when it's time to have sex. If you're dating, the only time that's going to be allocated to you is the time that you are going to go on a date or the time it takes to communicate. Now, if you are having a partnership, you all are together, then you require more time to build that relationship. Obviously, if you're in a marriage, by the time you get to marriage, obviously you've already established a certain amount of time is needed to build that marriage. Okay. So unfortunately, some people find themselves in relationships and the status change and they don't know it's change. Okay. They don't know because that person is no longer investing their time or energy or effort into the relationship. So time is very important. Everything happens within the framework of time, right? So if you want more time in the relationship, you have to ask for it. And if your partner is unwilling to give you that time, no matter what you do, no matter how long you've been compromising, sacrificing, you've been doing without, they don't want to give you time at all. They just want to give you the time they want to give you. They don't want to allocate more time, then you may have to consider that you may be in a dead-end relationship. Dead-end meaning that it's not going to get better. That what you see is what you get. So either you accept it or you walk away. And sometimes you may have to make that decision to walk away because some people are so stubborn, they're so selfish, they're so self-centered that they're not willing to inconvenience themselves. They're not willing to accommodate their partner. They're not going to do it, no matter what. They're rather in the relationship instead of accommodate you. So obviously, it's you're not a worthwhile investment. The next one is priority. Okay, your partner is not willing to make you or the relationship a priority. They choose to focus on everything else as important. You know, they focus on their other friends, their work, entertainment, education. They choose to ignore, neglect, or avoid the relationship needs. They don't want to make the partner feel important. They don't put no serious effort to make things work. So obviously you're not a priority. If you are not a priority for your partner, then it's a problem. It's a problem because most likely you're in a dead-end relationship because relationships, once you make that commitment and you're taking responsibility, then you're going to make that person a priority. Now, that person is not going to be your first priority because you have to be your first priority. You have to take care of yourself first and get yourself situated. Then you can make that person your second priority. But if you are the 10th priority or the 25th priority on that person's list, Obviously, you may be in a dead-end relationship because if you want to be more of a priority and they don't want to make you more of a priority, so obviously they're not willing to compromise or work with you to give you what you want. All right. Now, another thing that is definitely a telltale sign that you are in a dead-end relationship when a person doesn't include you in their future. Every time they're talking, they never say we or us. Never. Or ours. It's always me, 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 me. Especially if you've been together for a while. You've been together with a person for two or three years, five years, and you never hear them make any future plans. They never include you in anything future. They're going on vacation. They never include you. They're going on a family reunion. They never include you. Okay. They're making investments and they don't include you. 
They're trying to better themselves and they're not including you in that at all. So that is definitely a sign that a person is not taking you seriously or a person don't see you in their future when they're always talking about themselves and they're making plans for themselves by themselves, and they never include you in anything. Now, there's nothing wrong with a person making plans plans for themselves by themselves, but at least one or two things, they're going to include you in it. If a person is talking about moving to another state or moving to another country, and they're not saying what's going to happen to the relationship, that's a warning sign for you that, hey, you're not going to be in that relationship. They're telling you they want to travel, but you're not willing to travel. You're going to be in one place and you want to be in one place. They know this. And they telling you in two years, they're going to move to, to Chicago and you're in Texas. So what does that tell you? They're not including you in their move plan and their moving plans. All right. They tell you that they want to, you know, take their career to the next level. They're going to go to school in Montana. Okay. And you're in Nevada. So where does that put you at? All right. So when your partners start talking that way, then you definitely know that you are in a dead end relationship because they're not making any type of plans to include you in it. Now, another warning sign that you are in a dead end relationship is when you've been with a person for a long time and they literally hide you from their family and friends. Their family, their friends, their associates, their co-workers, they never introduce you to anybody. You've been with them for three years. They're always telling you that they're going to their family house. They're going to their friend's house. They're hanging out with their associates. They're meeting so-and-so. They're telling you all the good things that they do with different people, but they never invite you, you know, to these function. They never include you in these activities with these other people. You don't know this person's friends. You don't know their family. You don't know this. You don't know anything. So, When you try to approach your partner about it, hey, you know, can I meet your family? Can I meet your friends? Can I meet, you know, your coworkers, your associate? They tell you no. They're not ready to let you meet these people. So either they have a double life. Maybe they have somebody else out there that they're with and they don't want people to know. They're hiding you for that purpose. Or they really don't like you that much. They really may be ashamed of you. Okay, maybe there's something about you that's not socially acceptable, you know, and they they don't want their family, friends, or associates to see. So either way, it is a dead end because you don't want to be with someone who is hiding you from their family, friends, and associates. You want to be with someone who is proud of you, who is happy to show you off. Let the world see because they are happy that you're in their life because they know that you bring something to the table. You're contributing for the betterment in their lives and they want the world to know that they, they are with you and love you. Okay? Now, unavailable when you need them the most. Now, that's another sign that this person is not for you is... The fact is that they're never available when you need them. Now, we can understand that people are not always going to be available for their partners. That's a fact. We understand that. You know, people have to work. People have emergencies. People have crises. And people have different schedules. We understand that. But when your partner is never available when you need them the most, that's a problem. Obviously, they're making themselves unavailable. That is the plan. To be unavailable when you need them the most. But when you need them the most, they're not available. But when they need you the most, they expect you to be available. And you are available and accessible to them at all times. If that's the case, obviously you are in a dead-end relationship. Dead-end. All right? Make excuses not to work on the relationship. When you have a partner who's always making excuses not to work on the relationship, obviously that is a problem. Okay? Because they do have to make that commitment, be responsible, be accountable, and take the time to make the relationship work. Because if they're not willing to make the relationship work, then what's the point of being together? What's the point? Some people want you to accept whatever it is that they bring to the table, even though they bring very little. They want you to accept them as they are with their defects with their flaws and their problems, okay? 
And they'll make the excuse, well, if you love me, you accept me as I am. A person can love you and not accept your flaws and your weakness and your problems. All right? I mean, love is conditional. They can love you, but they don't have to unconditionally accept your behavior. All right? So when you have someone always making excuses not to work on the relationship, then it's a problem. They don't want to. That's the reason why they're making excuses. Because whatever it is that you want, you're going to make the time to work on it. You're going to make the effort. You're going to put out the energy in order to secure a better relationship. And if a person doesn't see you as important, obviously they're not going to be willing to invest the time and energy to make it work. Now, if your partner is sexually insensitive, they don't care about your sexual needs. They don't care about your desires and your want. They just want to please themselves. That is a very selfish lover. And if a person is a selfish lover, most likely they're selfish in other areas as well. All right. The selfishness will seep right into the bedroom, but it's just not in the bedroom. It's in every area of their life. They're selfish. They're not considerate of your needs. They're not willing to please you or make you happy in that area. Because when it comes to sexuality, it takes two to tangle. You can't have sex by yourself. If you do, then you might as well masturbate. You being by yourself. If you're with someone that's not pleasing you in any way, after you spoke to them about it, after you brought it to their attention that you're not happy in that department and they still choose to ignore it and ignore you and still do what they want to do, obviously this person don't care. And that's a problem, okay? Because for you to be in a long-term relationship with someone who is just self-pleasing, they just want to get what they want and they don't care about your needs is obviously a problem. It's obviously, but unfortunately we do have a lot of people who are suffering especially women. A lot of women don't want to speak up in the area of sexuality. They don't want to, you know, offend the man. They don't want to hurt his feelings and make him feel bad. So they sit there and they put up with a lot of sexual insensitivity from men. A lot of sexual insensitivity. And we do have a lot of men out there who are also suffering. Their wives don't want to have sex because they feel overwhelmed, overburdened because it's You know, they're working, taking care of the children, taking care of the house. They're doing too much. They're going to school. So they have all kinds of excuses why they don't want to have sex. So the husbands may want to have a little bit more sex, you know, than the woman desired to give them. So that is a form of suffering and that's a form of insensitivity as well. So it's not just a woman thing or a man thing. It's a human thing. So when you enter in a relationship, you have to be mindful of each other's sexual needs. And if you can't, help that person fulfill their needs, then it's a problem. It's going to have to be something that you all can work on to make it better. If not, it may be a dead-end relationship. Don't take you out and spend quality time with you. Don't ever take the initiative to plan anything. If you were someone that never take the initiative to plan anything, I mean, it's the same old boring thing. Now, if you don't mind, because some people... They don't mind not going anywhere. They don't mind not doing anything. If you don't mind, then the relationship is perfectly fine. But if you are one of these people who want to be wine and dine, even if you've been together for 5, 10, 15 years, you want to go out. You may not go out every day, maybe once a month, maybe once every six months. You want that person to take initiative to do something for you, something special. All right. And they refuse to do it then you have to be the one to just compromise and keep accepting it. That's a problem. That's definitely a problem, all right? And that could be a sign the relationship is deteriorating. If you used to go out, you used to spend time together, you used to do fun things, and all suddenly now, you know, it's boring, it's dull. There's no passion, there's no excitement. There's nothing going on in the relationship to keep the sparkle going. That's a sign that the relationship is in trouble. And if both partners are not willing to work together to build that relationship, then obviously it's going to be a dead end. The relationship is not going to grow. It's not going to go anywhere. All right. A partner is not dependable. Okay. They won't inconvenience themselves for you. If your partner is not dependable, you can't depend on them for nothing. 
You could be sitting in the same room. They don't want you to ask them for anything. Don't ask. You want a cup of water? Go get it yourself. They're not going to be inconvenienced. Okay? You want them to help you with something on the computer? Don't ask. They don't want to be inconvenienced. So if you're in a relationship where your partner don't want to do nothing for you, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, they don't want to ever do anything for you, it's a problem. It's a problem because when two people care about each other, they're willing to help each other out. Because that's what makes the relationship so special that you have someone that can help you when you need it. That is a partnership. That is companionship. Someone to share your time with. Someone to do things with and for. But you do have these people who are so lazy. They're in a relationship. They're so lazy. They don't want to do nothing at all. They don't want to cook. They don't want to clean. They want to do the laundry. They don't want to help around the house. But yet they want their partner to always give them everything. They want their partner to be their mommy and their daddy, taking care and providing for them. But yet they don't want to contribute anything of substance to the relationship. Now that is definitely a problem. Right? Another thing that may be a sign that you're in a dead-end relationship is spends no money or very little money on you. Now, some people are just cheap, right? They're just cheap. They're that way with everybody, which could be a problem if you're a person that don't like being around cheap people. But then being cheap could be a sign that your partner is not willing to invest their money in you because they don't value you as much. They don't see you as someone that's important, as someone contributing to their life. They don't feel that it's worth it. They don't want to spend, you know, you, they don't want to spend anything on you. They buy you the cheapest thing possible. They have money. It's not because they don't have money, but they don't see you as important. They don't value you. They don't think you're special. So that's the reason why they don't want to invest their money in you. Now, notice... These same people can give other people lavish gifts. They're giving people nice gifts, diamonds and jewelry and cars and vacations and all kind of nice things. But when it comes to you, you get the lesser things, the lesser quality. You get the leftovers. Now, that's telling you that that person has no consideration for you. And that may be a sign that you are in a dead-end relationship when someone doesn't value you or don't know your worth. It's your birthday. They never buy you a gift and you want a gift and they know that. It's your anniversary. They don't take you out. They don't spend money on you. don't spend time with you. They just ignore that date like it's not even important. All right. You celebrate certain holidays or holy days. They don't acknowledge it. They just totally ignore you like you don't even exist. Now, if you're not married, you're not living together, sometimes these people will avoid you. They avoid any type of physical contact with you on your birthday or Valentine's Day or anniversary. Whenever is you know, something that you celebrate, <clears throat> they will just avoid you on that time. So they won't have to spend money for you or on you. It's sad to say, but you have people who are so selfish. You have people who don't think about their partners. They really don't care. It's sad. But we do have a lot of people like that. All right? Don't want you to be part of their social circle. Okay? They isolate themselves from your family and friends. They don't want to be part of your social circle. They don't want to be around your family. They don't want to be around your friends. They don't want to be around your associates. Every time you invite them to a family function, you invite them out to a party, they refuse to go. They don't want to be associated with your family, with your social circle. Why? Now, some people may have social anxiety. Some people may be antisocial. They may be shy. They don't know how to act around other people. Maybe they have a mental health issue, drug and alcohol problem. You know, they just may, you know, suffer from social anxiety. We understand that. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who don't want to be seen with you. They don't want people asking questions about the relationship. They don't want your mama, you know, asking, when are you guys going to get married? 
They don't want your friend asking you, why are you putting up with this guy when he's obviously a loser? Or why are you with this woman when she's promiscuous? They don't want people asking questions. So that's the reason why they tend not to want to hang out with your social circle. And sometimes they'll criticize and judge your social circle, put people down as if these people are not good enough or something is wrong with these individuals. So they won't participate in any social events. All right. Obviously, that's a sign because if you are a social butterfly, you like going out with your family, your friends and your associates. You would like your partner to participate and they just refuse all the time. Of course, that's going to create a problem. That could be a dead end relationship. Now, they're always blaming you for everything that goes wrong. That's an abuser. Always blaming you for everything that goes wrong. I mean, they they wake up late. It's your fault. They get sick. It's your fault. Okay, they missed the train. It's your fault. The boss got mad at them. It's your fault. All right. Everything that happens in their world, somehow it's your fault. Obviously, that's an abuser. That's an abuser. The person is verbally, emotionally, and mentally abusive. And you have to be able to identify that and address it. And if that person is not willing to change, you have to let go of this dead-end relationship. Right? It's definitely a dead-end. Now, a person who's unwilling to help with household chores, to include taking care of the kids... Right now, I'm not telling you to divorce your husband or your wife because they're not willing to help you with the household chores or with the kids. But I am asking you to revisit that conversation with your partner and find out if they can do something to help because it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be such a burden and you're going to be putting yourself in a position to be stressed out when you have to take on all the loads. Obviously, you're not happy with doing all the work, especially when it's specifically dealing with household chores and the kids. And unfortunately, we do have some men because of their cultural upbringing or their religious upbringing or their particularly fam- particular family upbringing. They believe that household chores and raising children, basically, they see that as the job of the woman. They don't see it as the job of the woman and the man, the father and the mother to take care of the kids. Some men are raised in families to take care of the finances, the physical house in terms of the repairs, the maintenance, the car. They are not taught to take care of children, physically change diapers, feed, you know, uh, bathe, do laundry. Some men are not taught that. All right. So we're not talking about those men. They need to learn. They need to learn how to help, especially if the woman is working. She's working. She has to come home. She has to be the one to take care of the children and take care of the household chores. It's definitely overwhelming. It's physically exhausting to work full time and to come home and do another full time. So if you have a husband who's been culturally trained or religiously programmed to behave this way, you may need to revisit the conversation because it's going to make you old and tired and sick and overwhelmed before your time. Okay. It's very important. Now, we're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who intentionally know how to cook. They know how to clean. They know how to take care of kids, but they don't want to help you because they don't care about you. Okay. They don't care about you. We see this happen all the time. We see husband and wives. We see the husband look good. He's well rested. He has this fresh look on his face and we see the wife. She's overwhelmed. She looks tired. She looks worn out. She looks older. Why? Is because she's overwhelmed. Because she's responsible for doing everything. While the husband is relaxed and he's playing, you know, golf and he's hanging out with his buddies. Yeah, he goes to work. Yeah, he, you know, he contributes. But she's doing more of the work. And that's making her age faster. And the guy now is still expecting her to be sexually available. He's still expecting her to look good. But... She doesn't have any help. So if you want her to be sexually available to you, you want her to look good, you want her to be sexy, you want her to be fine, you want her to be pretty, you need to help her around the house so she can have time to practice self-care for herself, right? So if a a man, ladies, they're not willing to help you because they don't want to, then it could be a sign that they really don't care about you, all right? Now, 
Now, always claiming they're trying to get it together, but never, you know, do anything to get it together. Now, that's a problem. If you are in a relationship, whether it be male or female, it doesn't matter. And, you know, your partner is always claiming that they can't give you the time. They can't be with you. They can't do this and that because they're trying to get themselves together. It's that old excuse. I'm trying to get myself together. I can't give you nothing until I get me right. That's an excuse because you've been saying this for five years and you haven't seen any result of them trying to get themselves together. You don't see no set of plans. You don't see anything being put in action. You don't see them eating better because you still see them overweight or obese. They're not trying to get it together in the physical department. You don't see them trying to get together in the job because they still in a job that they're not happy in. You don't see them get together on an educational level. They're not getting more education. So in other words, this person is a bluffer. They keep telling you that they're going to get it together as a false promise, you know, to keep you hopeful, all right? To keep you in suspense, to keep you waiting. They're trying to buy more time. That's what they're trying to do. Buy more time. Like, okay, uh, you know, maybe she can give me another two more years. Two more years, okay, what happened? I'm trying to build a business, okay? It's been two years, three years, five years. I don't see this business. Or I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to get a business contract, okay? I'm trying to get a record deal. I'm going to be this famous rapper. I'm trying to, you know, practice my golf. I'm going to be this famous golfer. All right, but it's been 10 years, all right? So these people who are always bluffing, trying to make promises they know they can't keep, trying to keep you just waiting in the loops and really they're not planning on doing anything now you may consider leaving because what you see is what you get it, this may never change it's always going to be some type of excuse now some people just don't want to grow up you have some people who are just what they call peter pans especially the guys now of course we have women who are also immature and childish who don't want to grow up they don't want to be responsible okay now we have some women who are raised to believe that a man is supposed to provide financially and this man can literally be working himself to death this man can have three jobs or two jobs killing himself and this woman will stay at home be a stay-at-home mom stay at home doing absolutely nothing because they're not cooking, they're not cleaning, they're not washing no clothes, they're not contributing. As a matter of fact, they're literally sitting home gossiping, going out, doing their nails, their hair, you know, just hanging out. And they refuse to help this man because they were raised to believe that a man is the provider financially and the man has to take care of them. They're not supposed to work, whether it's a cultural thing or religious thing. We have that too. And poor guy, he's um, burned out. He's working two jobs. He's barely available to see his kids. All right? And sometimes there is no kids involved. The woman don't want to have kids. She just want to be a stay-at-home woman, stay-at-home wife. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's at the expense of the husband, if the husband is being put in a very bad situation physically, he's stressed out, he's overwhelmed. You know, I mean, he's overburdened. He's about to have a heart attack. He have all type of physical problems. Come on, ladies. It's time for you to help. Don't let your husband die. Or is that what you're waiting for? Okay, because again, it's a dead end. If this woman don't care about you, she don't care about your health. She don't care if you're about to have a stroke. She don't care if you're going to have a heart attack. She don't care if you're fat and obese because you don't have time to work out. You don't have time to take care of yourself. Obviously, it's a problem. You're with someone who don't care. So the problem is people don't care. People are selfish. People want what they want and they don't care how that affects their partner. Now, another one, something is always wrong with them. Why they can't do things right. They need more time. They need more help, more money, more luck. They had childhood issues that they never got over. They lack opportunity. They're always missing something. Okay, if your partner's always missing something, something is always off, you know, hey, they need this. This is why they haven't done this. They're going to be there for you, but as soon as they complete their therapy, they need more therapy. You know, they're going to be there for you, but until they get over their addiction, 
Oh, they have to pay their child support. They'll be able to give you a little bit more money, but they got to do this, they got to do this, they got to do that. It's always an excuse. Now, I understand that people do have, you know, child support obligations that they have to pay, and I'm not making light of that because that is a serious problem, and we'll do another podcast about that. But some people use that as an excuse for them not to do certain things. All right, now, one of the excuses that some people use are if they get married again, then their child support is going to increase. Okay, which is a lie because in most states, if you can claim that you have more financial responsibility, then your child support can be decreased, not increase. Right? And some guys use the excuse, well, I'm not going to get married because I don't want to upset my my child's mother. They're going to put me on child support. Now, that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, those excuses, all right? Excuses. They don't want to make a commitment. They don't want to do this. It's always a reason why they haven't gotten it right yet. And that's the point. So you may be in a dead-end relationship. A person just keep making excuses why they haven't gotten it right. You know, some people's the childhood. They never get over their childhood trauma. They were abused as a child. And they're going to forever use that as an excuse not to move forward. They were victimized. They were discriminated against. They were oppressed. And they're going to forever use that as an excuse not to take personal responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that people are not oppressed because we do have minority groups, oppressed groups, who are oppressed, who are not given opportunities, who are kept back, who are denied benefits. But we know that's a fact. But some people also use that as an excuse for them to not to try to do anything at all. Okay, so if you are with a partner that's using all top excuses for them not to do the right thing, you may be in a dead end relationship. Now, the last one we're going to do is resistance to change or they don't want to take good advice for improvement. If you're with someone who seems to always know it all, they know it all. Okay, done it all, been there, done that, and they refuse to take advice or they refuse to change. They refuse to change. They're not going to take any type of initiative to change. They tell you that they're not going to change. They tell you they don't want your advice or anybody else. They're not going to go get counseling. They're not going to get help. They're not going to improve themselves in any way. It's like, take me as I am or leave me. So you may have to leave them or her. Because they are serious. People who are adamant about not changing, who are refusing change, who are resisting change, it's not a good idea to be with them because they really are not going to change. Now, some of them can do superficial changes, act like they're going to change, but in reality, they are set in their ways. They're not going to change. They don't want to change their lifestyle. In order to accommodate you, In order to accommodate the relationship, they have to make certain changes. They have to change certain lifestyles. They got to change certain habits, certain behaviors, certain ways, certain perception. They may have to change their inner circle, their relationship with other people. Sometimes even their careers, because what they're doing is not conducive to having a healthy relationship. If you have a person that's working odd shifts, You know, one day they work from 7 to 5. Next day they're working 12 to 11. The next day they're working 3 to 11. I mean, those type of shifts, when are you going to establish a connection? When are you going to make time? How can you do that? You know, so the work schedule could be a conflict that you'll never see each other. Okay, you have people who are involved with people who are destructive. And as long as they surround themselves with these people, they can never have a healthy relationship. You know, these people may be their families. And some people may have to cut off their families. And they're not willing to do that. They're not willing to do that. So you might as well forget about any changes. So it's very important that we identify. There's so many things that we could talk about. Literally, this could be a five-hour discussion. But we're going to stop right here. And I'm just asking everyone to think about all the negative, destructive things that can cause a relationship to be dead end. Think about it. Examine your own relationship. Look at those things to see 
If you are actually involved in a dead in relationship, meaning that the relationship is not going anywhere, it's not going to grow, it's not going to progress. What you see is what you get. Do you really want that? After you make that personal assessment, sit down and really think about it. What are you willing to change? Are you willing to compromise? Are you willing to accept this for the rest of your life or for the entirety the time that you the time that you're going to be with this person? If not, you have to speak to your partner about making changes. If they refuse to do so, you may have to leave. It's no good to be in a dead